Hi, I'm Pastor Adam, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that journey. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us in the waiting, the watching, the walking, the hoping, the longing, the sorrow, the sighing, the rejoicing, the resisting. Speak to us by your word in the unexpected, and may we have ears to hear. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the book of Numbers. We continue today in our Oldies Playlist series. If you'd like to turn in your pew Bible, it's on page 136. We'll begin in verse 21. Hear now God's word. So Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the officials of Moab. God's anger was kindled because he was going, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the road as his adversary. Now he was riding on the donkey, and his two servants were with him. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. So the donkey turned off the road and went into the field, and Balaam struck the donkey to turn it back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on either side. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, he scraped against the wall and scraped Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck it again. Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it lay down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with a staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and it said to Balaam, What have I done to you? that you have struck me these three times. Balaam said to the donkey, because you have made me a fool. I wish I had a sword in my hand. I would kill you right now. But the donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey, which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I been in the habit of treating you this way? And he said, no. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed down, falling on his face. The angel of the Lord said to him, why have you struck your donkey these three times? I have come out as an adversary because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away from me, surely just now I would have killed you and let it live. Then Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned for I did not know that you were standing in the road to oppose me. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God indeed. Let us pray. Almighty God, you speak in the still small voice. Sometimes your voice isn't flashy, sometimes it is a whisper, and sometimes your voice comes from the donkey we are riding. Wherever your voice is coming from, may we have ears to hear it and the wisdom to follow it. Amen. Good morning once again. I am Pastor Corey, and as I said, we continue exploring these Old Testament stories this week. And the one that I just read is a bit of an odd story. It doesn't pop up in the lectionary as an assigned reading. And it's more than odd. It's actually quite funny. And if you read this story of a talking donkey in the King James Version, well, it will really, really make you giggle. So... That can be your personal reading assignment for this week. 
Honestly, as I was studying this passage, the only image that kept popping up in my mind was Donkey from Shrek. The voice of, the voice of Eddie Murphy telling Balaam what to do. That's the only talking donkey I'm familiar with. So I've cast him in that role this morning. And I haven't often preached from the book of Numbers. I don't know if you've often read it or spent much time there, but it comes after Leviticus, and it's one of the five books of the Torah. And it is a a book that continues to tell us the story of the Israelites as they have left Egypt where they were once slaves. And they're journeying, they're traveling to the promised land that God has prepared for them. The story of Balaam and his talking donkey may get lost in this book because it follows a very familiar story of the people of Israel cursing God and questioning Moses as to why he would lead them to a place worse than when they were slaves in Egypt. And in response, there's a serpent that starts biting the Israelites as a warning that they probably shouldn't complain this way. And then a few chapters later, we have this story. Israelites, just prior to chapter 22, have experienced a great victory against the Amorites, and they camp out in the plains of Moab. And the king of Moab, Balak, he gets nervous, knowing that they've just had this great victory against the Amorites and this display of power, and so he's scared for his own people. So he tells a seer, Balaam, that he needs him to curse the people of Israel so they won't be victorious against the Moabites. Now, Balaam, seeming to be a prophet with a connection to God and a connection to the God of Israel, seeks God's counsel and receives a response that he should not curse the people of Israel because they are a blessed people. So Balaam returns word to Balak that he simply cannot curse Israel. Balak is not pleased with this response, so he sends an even more intimidating and impressive envoy of officials to tell Balaam he really needs him to curse Israel. So Balaam, once again, goes to God, and then he tells Balak, no promises, no riches, nothing can make me curse the Israelites. They are a blessed people. Well, then that night, God comes to Balaam and says, you know what, actually go with them. Go with the envoy back to Moab, but Only do exactly what I tell you. So that next morning, Balaam saddles up his donkey, and they begin the journey to Moab. And God is pretty angry with this whole entire situation, and he actually decides to send the angel of the Lord to stop Balaam by whatever means necessary. And this, this is the point of the story that we enter in Numbers 22. This is where we began to read. And so here is where the donkey senses that the angel of the Lord ahead of them is not a friend, but an adversary that's going to bring them harm. And Balaam, he cannot see this angel. Only the donkey can see the angel. And so the donkey turns to try to get them off the road instead of toward the angel, not to deter Balaam or to distract him, but to protect him. Balaam is angry, and so he strikes the donkey, forces him back onto the road. And the second time, the donkey sees the angel of the Lord, and he knows This angel's meant to stop them. So he scrapes his body against the wall of the road. And doing so, he hurts Balaam's foot as well. And this angers Balaam, so he strikes the donkey for a second time. Then a third time. The donkey sees the angel of the Lord, and there's not really anywhere to go. So he just lays down and refuses to go forward at all. Now this time, Balaam is so angry that he hits the donkey for the third time. And then... The donkey speaks. 
Yes, the donkey speaks to Balaam, the donkey from Shrek. Hear it? Opens his mouth and says, What have I done to you? That you have struck me these three times. Balaam responds, You've made me a fool. If I could, I would kill you right now. Balaam's not even surprised his donkey's talking to him. (laughs) We don't have any proof this has happened before. And the donkey says, Am I not your donkey? But you have ridden all your life to this day. Have I been in the habit of treating you this way? And Balaam can only answer, no. And then God reveals to Balaam that the angel that was sent was meant to cause them harm. But Balaam, who couldn't see the angel, only the donkey could. And if it hadn't been for the donkey, Balaam would have perished. The donkey saved Balaam's life. The donkey saw what Balaam couldn't see and tried at risk to himself to save Balaam, to turn him in another direction. What an odd and interesting story. A talking donkey. Then I really started to think. I mean, we believe cookies can talk. You know, we open a fortune cookie and read our fortunes for advice sometimes. We believe stars can speak, those of us who might be into astrology. Or how many of you had a magic eight ball growing up? You ask it a question, will I ever find love? And then it says, better not to tell you. Or should I go see the king of Moab? And it says, concentrate and ask again. Maybe we had, who had a mood ring? Mood ring? No, anybody? You put it on and it's supposed to tell you based on the color how you're feeling. One of my favorite sitcoms, one of the characters loses his mood ring. He says, I've lost my mood ring. And I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) I mean, this scripture seems so weird, but honestly, so are we. We are weird. Where we look for advice or guidance, what we let dictate our decisions and our futures. But as I've reflected on and studied this passage, I'll be honest, it's been fun and quite funny. But it's really challenged me. It's really challenged me in an unexpected way. The question of where do we listen for God to speak in our lives? Where do we listen for God to speak in our lives? This question keeps stirring. Are we listening at all for God to speak? Do we believe God can or that God does? For those of us worshiping in person or online, this may be the place where we come and expect God to speak. Or the place we come with our ears more attuned to the Holy Spirit's voice. We speak here. We offer praise. We offer our prayers. We also hear the scripture read, the word proclaimed. But when those words fall upon our ears, what happens to them? Do they travel to our hearts? Do we really want to hear a word from God? And I think we do. I believe we do. We all want to know what God wants. It reminds me of a scene from a movie you've probably seen before. It's called Bruce Almighty. And if you will, I'll just have you turn your eyes to the screen for just a moment. We're going to watch that clip. Here we have Bruce, who is so desperate for God to speak. We have Balaam, who is a seer who seeks God's voice and instruction very intentionally, 
who seems attuned to God's voice, and yet both of these characters completely miss it. As Isaiah often says, they don't have the eyes to see or the ears to hear in these moments what God is speaking or what God desires to reveal to them. We may feel the same way that God just doesn't speak to me. Or we just may assume that God doesn't speak to people that way. I think the first thing we need to ask ourselves when we are curious about why God doesn't speak or we're convinced that God doesn't speak, the first thing we should ask is do we allow space for God to speak? Intentional space. Bruce cannot stop talking long enough to see all the ways God is speaking. He's just going 100 miles a minute. Do we slow down? Do we carve out space for God to speak into our lives? There's, there's not one way to do this. I'm not going to tell you to go and sit for 15 minutes a day in perfect silence, and eventually you'll hear something. But I will encourage us to find a space that makes space for voices other than our own. Maybe that is meditation for you. Maybe that's the place where you can make space for God to speak. Maybe that's a quiet prayer time. Maybe that's yoga or a walk somewhere or gardening or listening to music, journaling. Maybe that's your morning swim or sitting on your porch with coffee. Find that space that works for you. Where are the moments in your life where you could say, God, if it needs to be a donkey, I'll take a donkey. If it needs to be a burning bush, like Pastor Adam preached last Sunday, I'll take a burning bush. But God, I do want to hear from you. I do want to know what you want to reveal to me. Invite God to speak into your life and then make space to listen. Sometimes we don't just refuse to listen. There are sometimes we're outright hostile to God's voice. I mean, Balaam tells the donkey he'd like to kill him for taking him off his intended path. He's angry. He has no idea that the donkey never meant to harm him, but to protect him. And knowing that voice, it can be difficult because we're so distracted. We are a distracted people. Balaam, he is so distracted by the mission before him to go with this envoy. Bruce is distracted by his own demands. He has an idea of exactly what and exactly how he wants God to speak to him. And he can't hear it or see it any other way. We're all distracted by our own desires, our own voice, the voices of the people around us, We're distracted by vanity and greed, competition, pleasure, success. We're distracted by vengeance. There are so many radio stations playing in our lives that sometimes it can be hard to tune into the Holy Spirit. But again, I think a place we can start, even if we've never done this kind of spiritual work before, a place we can begin to listen for God's voice to open ourselves to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is simply to extend that invitation. God extends an invitation to hear us, 
as we speak, as we pray, as we praise, and we can extend an invitation to God to speak, to guide, to lead us. It is that simple and it's that difficult. Intention is difficult. It requires our attention. Intention requires our attention. Tiagan and myself and our boys were moving down the street. Uh, so don't be nervous, but we're moving houses. And we had to, you know, fix up some holes and things in our house, but we had to take down the baby gates. Our, our baby turns 10 months today. He's crawling. He's almost walking. And there are no baby gates. So we have to pay so much more attention to everything he does. And it requires intention. It is hard. But I'm learning a lot. <laughs> and I'm working a lot harder. But it's almost sometimes kind of fun going up and down the stairs with him again and again and again. <laughs> intention requires our attention, and it can be difficult. It can be a real pain in the donkey trying to discern how God is speaking to us. I'll do some research. Maybe that's where that phrase originated. But seeking out that voice, seeking God's voice, listening for those words, they are the words that lead us to life. They're the words that lead us to healing. The voice that leads us to ultimate peace. They are the words that sustain us when everything else fails us. So let's listen. And let's pray. Great God of the prophets and truth tellers. Great voice of truth who speaks through unexpected voices. Great power of the universe who works mighty deeds from fragile possibilities. We gather here to know your presence and to listen for your truth. We listen in your presence. We listen for you. Extend our listening, God, to hear the song of truth and hope you're putting in our mouths. Extend our listening, God, to sense the motion of a future you are moving in our midst, a future world put right. Extend our listening, God, that we may receive and affirm and listen with eager ears. Let us listen fully and deeply for the hope you're preparing Extend our listening to the deepest reaches of our own souls, God of truth. Extend our listening through the cares that each of us brings on our hearts this morning. Extend our listening through the financial worries and the preoccupations with our health, our concern for loved ones whose lives are straying out of control, our angers and aggravations, our inundation with activity. Extend our listening into all that we bring today to hear the transforming truth about our lives. Extend our listening until we listen with all that we are, our whole beings. And extend our listening until we hear with your whole voice. May the listening of our souls enlarge your listening until we truly hear you from unexpected places in the farthest reaches of the earth and the most remote territories of our own souls. Extend our listening that we may truly know you and be truly known. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.